God, what it is that you want me to talk about, what it is that you need for me to speak, what it is that you need for your children to know. And so I just flipped on the Bible and I, I began to go forward. And then going forward, it was like the first scripture just popped out at me. Because it's going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about what it is that uh, uh, people have the tendency to go through when they begin to step and move in faith and begin to go into a self-righteous attitude. Um, a lot of times I see that go through the church so much. I see people that deal with this attitude um, but how does God want us to deal with it? How does God want us to deal with our brother? How does we, you know, what are we to do when we see our brother going through something? What is the attitude that he want us to have to help our brother? So here we're going to go into Galatians um, 6. And we're going to start at verse number 2. But before I go any further, I'd like to pray. Um... And I ask that everyone please come into agreement with me. I go in prayer in the name of Jesus, dear Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you for today, dear Lord. And I thank you, dear Father, for what you're doing. Lord, as I go forward, dear Father, in your word, I ask God to let your children, God, be able to grab hold of the seed, dear Father. Let them begin, dear Father, to take it in, dear Father, and begin to grow. Lord, I ask God to let your word come out, dear Father, in simplicity, God. And dear Father, and, and let it be worded, dear Father, with understanding. Father, I thank you, Father. I thank you, and we're going to give you the glory. Father, we defeat everything that the enemy is trying to do. We defeating them, dear God. By bringing, coming forth and bringing your word, dear Father, in the midst. You say if two or three come together, dear God, hallelujah, you shall be in the midst. If we are about you, if we're talking about you, if we come together to pray, dear Father, to talk about your word, dear Father, and to glorify you. Father, you are here with us. You are, dear Father, dwelling with us. And so, Lord, I thank you, God, and I give you the glory in all that you do, God. And, Lord, I ask, God, let your word pour out upon your people, dear Father. And, Lord, I ask, God, hallelujah, let your glory be shown today, Father. In Jesus' name, we know that it is done and it is finished. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen, amen. We're going to go to Galatians 6, and we're going to begin... Hallelujah. With, matter of fact, let's go to Galatians. Let's start at number one. Amen. And we're going to go all the way down to number five. Okay. Galatians chapter six, starting at verse one, it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Hallelujah. Okay. So if we see our brother going through something, it is a responsibility of those around that consider themselves 
walking in the spirit. We have an obligation, okay? We have an obligation to begin to walk, um, to help our brother in their walk. Let's go back to number one, okay? Let's break it down and we're gonna just take it slow. We're gonna take it slow, okay? <laughs> we gotta slow it down sometime, guys, so that we can make sure that we get every nugget that the Lord is trying to tell us, amen? Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault. In a fault. So in a fault is just letting you know that when a person is in that state, they are a Christian, but it is not, they have stumbled in their way. They have fallen into some type of uh, stronghold or some type of weakness. We'll just say weakness. They have fallen into some state of weakness. Um, and I like the way it is written, not to that person, but it's written to the one that is in the spirit. Because brethren is trying to let you know, hey, the one that see and walking in the spirit here, the one that can see clearly, you can see your brother and what he's going through. And by you seeing him going through this, there, should, there needs to be something that happens that God needs to direct, okay? And he has to use the one that's in the spirit to be able to move to help the one that's in fault, okay? So we always, we always want to be that one to make sure that we walk in the spirit. But guess what? We're all a human. Sometimes things happen. We understand that. Sometimes there are weaknesses. There are sometimes that people fall in temptation. But we are not to, and I love the way this scripture, as we get down further, it's telling you the type of attitude you should have. See, this is all directed at the one that's walking in the spirit. Okay? It's all instructions because God doesn't want you to fall into something. And we're going to, hold on, let, I don't want to get too far ahead. Go down to the next part. You which you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. And considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Okay. So here, he's trying to say, look, this is a delicate situation. Okay. Because sin has its repercussions itself already. Sin when people deal with open, deliberate sin, and this is what we're talking about, open, open, deliberate sin. When a person do that, they already have to deal with the consequences of sin anyhow. They have to deal with, because like I've told before, um, the Satan ain't going to try, he ain't trying to give you peace. He's not trying to give you joy. He's not trying to give you prosperity and everlasting life. He's not trying to give you uh, 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 an abundance. He's trying to take away from you. Okay? But a lot of the times when people are in these states, they don't realize the mission of Satan. They don't understand the mission of what the enemy is trying to do. The enemy is out to take away from them. To pull and siphon out their strength. So they got to deal with these things anyway. In dealing with these things, he's saying, wait a second now, I don't need you to come aggressive and harsh at them. 
I need for you to take your time with it, and I need you to come gently toward them. But stand on the word of God. Stand on truth. Let the Holy Spirit be the one that's going to be, be the one that breaks the yokes. Okay? So here he wants us to come in meekness. Okay? Because if we come puffed up and, 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 and figuring we got everything because, you know, we're not dealing with that situation. If you come at somebody to deal with, I mean, you're trying to exalt yourself. And in this, it's not doing nothing but belittling your brother even more. Your brother's already dealing with things. And they don't need for uh, uh, people to make them feel less than even more. The enemy is doing that enough himself. The enemy is taking them through things that they got to deal with all by, all by itself. So as a brethren, he wants us to come a little different. He said, come in meekness. Come in gentleness. Come, come in humility. Come, you know, in a certain way. Because we got to meet our brother. We got to meet him where he's at. Okay? It's not to put him down. It's not to make him feel bad. Everybody deals with something. We're not above nobody. We're, we're, we're not here to pull you away from Christ. But we want to restore you. I'm sorry, but they got they working on the fan so we can have a little circulation. Okay? So, it says, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Be careful. This is a, a, a little, little air of warning here. <laughs> you good? It's going to be... <laughs> So a little air of warning here is given to be watchful. It says, considering thyself, lest us also be tempted. So in dealing with your brother's shortcomings, in dealing with a situation, be careful that you continue to walk in the spirit so that you won't be tempted. Okay, because you're dealing with something, you're dealing with um, a place that God doesn't want us. I say that much, that God doesn't want us. So if God doesn't want us in the place, and we have to deal with somebody that's in that place, be careful. Just be mindful. And he's going to tell you also some things to be careful not to be tempted to do as we go down into the next chapter, I mean next verse or two. Okay, go ahead. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Fulfill the law of Christ. Okay, bear ye one another's burdens. Burdens is that shortcoming. Now, this is where it gets kind of... We have to be selfless in this situation. Because bearing another one's burdens is seeing your brother going through something. Your brother is going through hardship. Your brother is going through whatever temptation or whatever he's falling short in. He might have a problem trying to come up out of that. He might have a problem dealing with the situation. He might, he might not even see how God is moving in the situation. He doesn't know where God is at in the situation. 
So it is, I don't know how many of you have been in a, a time or a place in your life where you don't know where God is. And, and you know he's there, but in your situation, you, you don't see how he's working it. Things are happening, things are going on. You, you don't know the plan and what God's purpose in allowing you to deal with what you're dealing with. And by you not understanding it, you know, it's becoming a burden because you're trying to make sense of things yourself. And because you're trying to make sense of things, you don't understand the complexity of how God does things. As a Christian, we got access to everything that the, uh, 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 the plans of God. We have access through the Spirit. But how many of you have been in a place where things are going on so much around you that you can't even, you, 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 you have trouble even tapping into the spirit of what God is wanting to do. You, got, you can't even, you know, it, it, you, you, you're trying to make sense of it all. And it's not making sense. You're suffering. You're confused. You're doubting, you're fearing, and these things are coming at you so much that you have lost your way in trying to figure out what God is doing and how is he going to turn this into good. I don't know how many of you have been through it. I know I've been through it. Where things come at you so much and so hard in your spiritual walk it's jeopardized because you're not exactly sure how God is going to be able to turn this around for good. There has been times when it's just has gotten to those places that I wondered if even God was with me. So in these times, every time, I would like to say, I'll say that much, every time. Every single time, God sent somebody across my path to encourage me, hallelujah. Somebody came across my path and said, hold on. Don't, don't forget who God is. God, God is with you. God sees you. He loves you. To give me that encouragement, just coming out of the blue. And when I say coming out of the blue, I just coming random. Not, you know, people not knowing my situation and they just say, hold on. Something as simple as hold on means a lot when a person is almost drowning. Okay? When a person is almost drowning and they feel like they don't got nothing. No more strength in their body to keep themselves afloat. Just when you're about to give up, somebody say, hold on. It gives you just enough, uh, just enough fight to try to hold yourself up. To allow God the time to need, uh, that's needed to do what he needs to do in your life. He doesn't want us to give up on him. 
So he knows when you are getting to that point. When you are just about to lose all hope, he knows where you're at. He knows where you're at within. And he will send someone. He will begin to bring somebody across your path. Even you being here and hearing me saying it. Hold on. Don't give up. He never said it was going to be easy. It, there are going to be things that we're going to have to deal with. There are going to be pressures in life. Just because we accept the Lord Jesus Christ in our heart does not mean that you get a free pass from, out, uh, uh, from dealing with this world. It doesn't mean that your life now becomes uh, easy and breezy and you don't have any problems. You're going to have problems in this life, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not. You're going to have things you're going to deal with in this life. But the thing is, if you got God, if you got God, you will be the one that's changed when you're going through issues. You are the one that can still hold your head up and walk in peace when the other ones are walking in confusion all around you. You are the one that can still have joy in your heart when, it, when everybody is crying and sad and depressed and going and taking a, a depression medication. And when they are going over here on the therapist's uh, couch, you are the one that got peace and joy in your heart. And they don't know where it comes from. They don't understand why you still seem like you, you, you know, you relax and you're able to sleep at night. They, they don't understand that. That's what I'm saying. When you got God, it don't mean that things ain't going to happen. He never said that life was going to be easy. It, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that everything gets easy. But you can guarantee you he'll be there with you through everything that you go through. He will bring you through everything that you have to go through. You can guarantee that he will lift you up when you felt like you couldn't make it no longer. He will do that for you. You can guarantee that. See, that's the difference. There's a difference when you got him. And then those ones around that don't have God in that capacity. So when you see your brother go through something, or sister go through something, and they're beginning to have been tormented by the enemy, or when they have fallen short, and when they've done anything, they might just need a general reminder. And who God can use to just let them know to remind them of God. To remind them of what he can do. To remind them how much he loves them. Who can he use? So he wants to use the one that says, hey, I'm walking, Lord, in the spirit. I hear you. Um, I'm listening um, to you. I'm obedient to you. And he wants to use us to begin to go across those ones that might be feeling weird. And it's not to be boastful or bragging and put yourself above anybody. Because we all deal with 
things at one time or another. And you can guarantee you, you might be up now. You might be uh, strong in the spirit, but you never know what's going to come across your path that you got to deal with that could knock you down to your knees. So we never could put ourselves in that place where we're being tempted to do such a thing. Okay? We never want to, 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 to have ourselves, and God doesn't want us to have ourselves put in a position like that. So we have to remember to stay humble. To stay humble. Because guess what? No matter how good we do, guess what? We still fall short from the glory of God. We still fall short. Amen? So we don't have no room, no room to look at our brother in anything less than compassion. Compassion. I'm not going to dog you out. I'm not going to put you down. I'm not going to humiliate you. I'm not going to... See, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And the reason, you know, we just saw, um, <laughs> how you want to say it? Um, we saw an open confession, public confession that, uh, what, was he an apostle? Okay, he was an apostle. I don't know what he is, guys, but... He was walking in the apostleship. And someone apparently got upset with him because he was doing some extra uh, curricular activities with some of the members in the church. It was other than his wife. But it was a male. So it was a homosexual type situation. This person openly exposed him. I guess they got made. The person he was openly exposed. So now he's publicly you know apologizing and he was saying that he was you know he felt you know he was struggling with this situation. Now mind you now everything was in the closet. Did nobody know anything. I'm assuming his wife probably knew something but what had happened was um I just shook my head. And there was a video of him just jumping around before he got exposed. Jumping around and shouting and calling himself, doing whatever. And so he's doing all this stuff and then the next minute you see him in this confession. And so I was like, wow. God, people, you know, don't really understand what it is to confess, but we got to confess to God. If he would have handled what he needed to handle behind closed doors, he wouldn't have been an open mockery. So the reason why I'm saying this, guys, is because we need to learn to deal with the Lord and open in an openness 
and a transparency. God sees everything anyway. But do you know people still got a problem going, they, they act like God cannot see their mess. Like God does not look down on you and see your mess. He sees everybody's mess. But some have this way of thinking that they can get away with stuff. And so what happened is their heart will harden. See, I, I'm just trying to give you a a difference between what it is when God needs to deal with you in restoration and when God needs to deal with you in open mockery. Okay, so when he puts you and expose you, it's because you was not dealing with your stuff behind closed doors. Because you did not go to him, because you did not confess to him, because you did not come to him and say, Lord, help me. He's saying, now look, I got to put a stop to this because I'm giving you grace as you going on, but it's going to come to an end and I got to begin to expose you now. I got to let people know what's going on because you're not going to corrupt no more of my children around you. If he would have went into his secret place, into the closet, into wherever it is that he go in prayer and meet up with the Lord and say, Lord, I need for you to take this away from me. Yes. I need for you to take these desires. I need you to uh, uh, cleanse my heart. I need you to renew me. I need for you to do these things, God. See, God could have begun to deal with a person like that. And see, we got to have a heart that we understand our shortcomings. Every single one of us, everybody sitting up in here, guess what? You got a shortcoming. Every single one of us. Everyone. Nobody exempt. We got a shortcoming. There is something that you fall short. But God can deal with you if you understand and go to him. If you bow down on your knees in humility before him, and say, God, I need for you to help me. I need for you to take this away. There was a time I had unforgiveness in my heart. I couldn't forgive somebody for what they have done to me. And it took a while. But guess what? I knew it wasn't right. And I knew the Lord said that I, I should forgive so that I can be forgiven. I knew the word. I knew the word. And how is it if I can't forgive somebody, how is it that God going to forgive me? So I did not want that to hold me back from being able to get into the kingdom. Just because I couldn't, couldn't get past my mess. Because I couldn't forgive somebody because they did me wrong. And so what I had to do was I had to go to God. And I said, God, I need for you to deal with my heart. And guess what, Lord? I, I can't take it out. Because every time I think about it, God, I'm mad. I'm upset. I can't take it out. I, I'm trying to, but it's not coming out. I need for you to help me. Take it away from me. And for months, he left it right there in my heart. And I said, Lord, I know this is not right. 
And I will never forget after five months of praying that God take it away. I got to one particular day I woke up and I thought about it. And there was no anger. There was no tension. There was no nothing toward that person. And I said, Lord, I thank you because you delivered me from that. The Lord don't want us to be captive to anything. He doesn't want us to carry these things around with us. But if we deal with things behind closed doors, if we deal with things because we understand that we've fallen short, God will begin to deal with you in a certain type of way. And I thank God for that because he knew I wanted to be right with him. Do you want to be right with God? If you want to be right with God, if you want to be in that place where you think, I need you to take these things away from me. I need your help. God going to send you the help you need. He's going to deal with you in your heart. He's going to send you encouragement. He's going to send you somebody to let you know that I'm here for you. I'm, he'll send somebody across your path. To just encourage you on your walk. To let you know I'm healed. It's the most beautiful feeling to have. When you know that God has supernaturally sent somebody across your path. To help you deal with something that don't nobody know. Don't nobody know. But they, they don't know why they said it. They don't know. They just come. And they might just tell you something. Like I said. They just said, hold on. Hold on. Just hold on. God sees. Oh my God. It's carrying that burden. So those burdens lay upon people's shoulders as they take them on. They haven't released them to God. And they might not know how to release. Everybody's faith is at different levels, guys. Yes. Some people, you know, y'all, y'all know the ones I used to hang around. I used to love hanging around the mothers. Y'all know that. I always tell y'all that. Love hanging around the mothers, but the mothers knew how to work in faith. The mothers, the mothers never, never flinched on stuff. <laughs> the mothers, never, when I say I don't. Y'all know what I mean when I say flinch, right? They they didn't let stuff bother them. And they say, how is it they can walk like that? They just don't let nothing bother them. No, because they was walking in faith. They walk in faith on another level. I was a young girl. I didn't understand. Well, I say a young woman. I didn't understand what it was to truly walk in faith. To walk in the spirit to listen to God. They, they used to sit there and just listen to God and just I was like God talking like that. 
um, not show vulnerability. A lot of you guys, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, that was me. I take you to a certain distance, but I've been hurt before. And so to expose myself is making myself vulnerable. And if I bring my, down my defenses, there is a possibility that someone could come in and infiltrate and do damage. So I built a perimeter around me. Nobody could get past that perimeter for a certain amount of time. <laughs> then God had to deal with me. Because the Lord had to teach me that I had to trust him. And you can't have perimeters like that when you're married. It doesn't work well for your marriage. And so I had to learn to say, I'm going to give my all in the name of Jesus. That no matter what, you got me, God. So it's not about protecting myself, but it's about letting God have control of this. So I give him my heart. And I open up my heart to God. Okay? And then I learn to begin to open up my heart to people. See, that's where it starts, guys. You got to get your relationship with him first. Together. And he will help you to deal with those ones around you. So here, in order to fulfill this law of Christ, we need to go and begin to see that weakness in another person. Because they might be dealing with the same thing I the Lord brought me on. Maybe they got those defenses. I'm not offended when they don't want to give me a hug. I know them perimeters. I understand that. But what did I say? What did I got to do in order to break that down? What did I say? Who's listening? I got to break it down with love. I got to keep showing them love. Until they realize I'm not going to hurt. Until they realize that uh, I'm there for them. That, 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 that I mean them no harm. That I'm there to lift them up. So this right here helps to, to restore my brethren. To get them to understand what it is to begin to trust another person. See, a lot of stuff people do, guys, is because of defense. It's defense. But you got to understand that. And you got to look further. You, you got to be able to tap and understand really what's going on. And don't be mad with the person or don't be upset with the person. If a person falls short and they disappointed you because they fall falling short, you gotta understand, you gotta look in the spirit. And you gotta begin to say, look, I, I have no place to be upset with a person because they falling short. I have no, no, no room. Because I felt falling short many times myself. But yet God lifts you up every single time. 
And in lifting you up, we got to have that same compassion when we see our brethren in that state. See, that's why we, our testimony is so powerful. That is so powerful. So here it is. I got to show you the love of God within me. I got to show you that I have gotten to a point that you can that you can see and you can feel and that you know that I'm walking in that spirit. And as doing this, now by me walking in the spirit, by me understanding and in that place with God, now when you're unable to bear a little bit, I'm going to help you get through it. We got to bear one another's burden. That means I, I'm going to help you through this thing. It's going to be a process. But guess what? God was patient with me. And I'm going to be patient with you. You know? God brought me through by the word of God. And I'm going to give you the word of God. God shall deliver you as he delivered me. To be, bring restoration to your brother. We got to take it on and not just look at a person and say, ain't that a shame? And walk off. We say, well, it's not my problem. It's not my problem. And leave. That, that, that right there. Because guess what? You be careful what you have sown because you will reap it. And when you have done such a thing, you can guarantee you at that time in life when you are not at your strongest and you need some uh, a, a encouragement and some edification, Believe me, those that they will turn their back on you because you have sown that seed to not have compassion. That's why we cannot get to the point where we become self-righteous. I, I, here it is in this part. I love this the way it, it says this. It says, um, when a man thinks himself to be morally above reproach, he has no sympathy for the flaws of others. So when you have put yourself to where you're thinking that you can't do, you have done nothing wrong, you always, you know, just walking in perfection, then you lack sympathy in other people that might be dealing with weaknesses. So I say, you know what, that's powerful all by itself. And this shows you the, 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 the temptation that you can fall into. Okay? Like it said at the bottom, lest thou also be tempted. Tempted by Satan to fall into that attitude type way of thinking and looking at another person's weakness and boasting about how good you are. That's where we really, 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 really have to be careful. Oh, this is crying shame they deal with that. It'll make no sense. You know, God just needs to strike them down right now. I just can't believe the Lord is an offense to you. Do away with them. No compassion. When God took 
umpteen million years it looked like to get you straight before you finally decided to even think about God. When it's time for your brother over here to, 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 to be edified and built up and to get the word and he's still dealing with, or she's still dealing with things. No. Ain't got nobody got time for that. I don't be sitting with you all the time talking about the same thing. If you got, I, I'm done with you. Lord, if God would have said that about us, where would we be? If God would have given up on us and they did not treat him good on that cross, they did not treat him good at all on that cross. They did not treat him good even before he got on the cross. And they did him some type of bad. And he took every bit of it so that he could lay in the place of you. So who are we to say we're going to give up? on somebody. If God tell you to deal with a person, you deal with a person. It's because something that that person needs that you have been through. You don't know what it is? Find out. Find out. Take time. Sit down. Talk with a person. Because God got to get the glory out of it. And if you're about giving God glory, then you would have the patience with people to sit down and deal with them where they're at. We have to do this. As pastors, we have to do this. Do you know how many different people that we come across that got different levels of faith? Some got weak faith. Some are baby saints. They, 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 they don't even know one. Don't even, they didn't even know what faith was. You starting from somebody that don't even know what faith is. You have to build and build. Take time and be patient. So we are to bear ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ, showing that love that he gave to us. Showing that, that, that commitment. Showing that diligence he gave for us. We show it to our brother. Are y'all listening? Is anybody listening? Anybody getting it? I need to know this. Okay, y'all let me know if you're getting it. Let's go down to number three. For if a man thinks himself to be something, when Some, Excuse me, say that again. For when a man thinks himself to be something. 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 That you, you... You, you somewhere that you really ain't. It, am I, you, you putting yourself somewhere that you really not. You think you are this when you really that. Now that's a lot going on. I ain't talking about that now. We ain't getting into that, but that's a lot going on in this generation. You really this, but you that. So you really you really have exalted yourself to a point where you think you are, you are at a place when God is still looking at you like you ain't, you ain't no different from them. You, you done exalted yourself like you, you up here closer to heaven with me and you still on that level with them but you don't see it. That's why I say y'all, we don't got no, 
We don't got no place to be both and bread and bigger than nowhere because we all falling short. I don't care how good somebody say they is. When they uh, come on man. all we can do is just bow down before the Lord and ask the Lord to use us in any way he sees fit and have mercy and grace upon our soul because we falling short every day. Every day. A thought of uh, 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 the way we handle things, the way we do things, the way we, you know, it, 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 we're falling short some way. Amen? So here it is. It says, for well, if a man, what? Thinks himself to be something. Okay. When he is nothing. When? Oh. <laughs> So what is this letting us know? This really letting us know where <laughs> you 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 not even something. You not even an it. You not even a, you a morsel. You are nothing. You, do we understand that we need God? God don't need us. Do you understand that without God we are nothing? But. Does that mean God got off his throne? Did he get off his throne? I ain't talking about Jesus. <laughs> Jesus back up there on the throne. He did what he did and went back up there. He's speak, but he back up there. God gonna, God gonna stay right there. He did what he had to do for us. That was for us. He didn't have to do that. He could have stayed right there. It was us the ones that was jacked up, turned around, twisted, confused, didn't know who we were. It was us. But yet, what does it say? It said, well, you think you himself to be something when he is nothing. Nothing. We do not have any place to be sitting around Walking with our nose in the air, thinking we got it all together. You need to have, you want things together. I'm going to tell you, learn to be obedient to God. Because you're going to realize, one way or another, one time or another, and I'm going to be honest, <laughs> all y'all look younger than us. So, I'm going to let y'all know this much. Except for Kathy. Kathy, Kathy, you got her. She got us about a month, ain't it? Or is you got her about a month? Oh, so she the baby. So, because she, she the youngest. You younger than you. You a baby. Now you a baby too. You going to deal with stuff in life. Guys, you going to deal with stuff in life. Okay? So, the enemy wants you to think that you got it all together. Like you got control. And this is the biggest deception that the enemy will do. If he can really get you deceived, where you think that you are in control, if he feels, if he can make you feel that you can make things happen on your own, Oh my gosh. He, that is the biggest tor torment. 
he got you, because he gonna torment you with that. Because when you realize that you don't, you gonna do everything you can to get control. Control is the one of the hardest things to let go. Stop trying to have control over your own life. Everybody want control over their own life, right? It's inbranded in us. We was born with that. We want what we want from a baby. We cry. We want it. Change our power. We cry. We want it. Then we all happy. We hungry. Feed us. We cry. You feed us. We happy. That goes on. And then as you get older, if he can just keep you in that mentality, you will set yourself up for stress, heart attacks, sickness, disease. You're going to wear your body down. You're going to wear, because all of this stuff is having bad reactions on your body. And see, the biggest and the most, 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 what you want to say? One of the main things that we can get a hold to, if we could just get a hold to and let go control. If you can do that, stop trying to control everything and let God direct your path. It's hard to do that. But if we do it, I can guarantee it's less stress in your life. You're, going to, you're not going to figure it out. You just wait for God to just plan it and get it right. It took us many years to learn that, didn't it? Many years. We had to go through over and over. And God kept getting over and over. God keeps looking at us and we keep trying to control the situation. Over and over and over and over. Okay, God, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> it got to the point that I was like, forget it. I don't care no more. Do whatever. God said, no. Now you finally got it. Now let me show you what I can do. Mm. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Shalina, I was trying to do it on my own, girl. When God on here was maneuvering people from out of hell, what? I'm missing out over here. God, you're making this thing like all I gotta do is wait upon the Lord. All I gotta do is be patient and have faith and know He gonna come through. I mean, I'm talking about I know He coming through. Have that? That's all I need to do. Y'all took years. All of that I was trying to control, won't do nothing but adding years to my life. When I say add years, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the good stuff. I said like this, I said it wrong. Ten years off my life. It will age you because you're stressing. You're tense. You. When I found out the secret that God wanted me to learn, do you know I began to relax? I relax. Because it ain't in my hand no more. It ain't, and I, I gave up. I gave up that control and say, 
Father, wherever it is that you want me to do, whatever it is you want me to do, I'm going to go. I, I, I'm obedient. I'll go. And when I got to that point, it was out of my hands. Now I don't dictate. I don't dictate anymore of how my life is going to be ran. But I allow God to do what he needs to do to position me to give him glory. I said, I love him. Why are y'all up in church today? Why did y'all come here? Huh? You need God? So everybody came here because you're looking for something from God. You trying to get to know God? You trying to be edified by God? You need direction from God? You just... So it's about God, right? So if this is the case, we got to understand that if he brought you to this point, you need to be praising God right now. You need to... You need to, in all humility, thank him. Because he has saved your soul. He has saved you from eternal death and fire and brimstone. It ain't about what he does. It don't matter because nothing you're going to go through is going to be worth leaving that. So, Whatever you got to deal with in life, you deal with Because it says in God's word that a lifespan ain't nothing but a twinkling of the eye. That means that your whole life is like this. Because we're going to spend eternity with the Father. And whatever you got to deal with, whatever you got to go through, it's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, so don't always try to look for the easy road out. Sometimes we got to go through things so that people can see that God is with you. So that they can be encouraged. So that they can decide they want to follow the God that you serve. Okay, so your life become a walking testimony. So that you, so, so, so that others can be spared that eternal fine birth song. So you see, it ain't that's about us no more. If God brought you to the knowledge of him, if he has given you a chance to accept him, mm. he wants you to be ambassadors to him. Because there's others that need to, need to be encouraged and lifted up and restored and brought into the kingdom. He needs, needs, he needs to get glory out of your life. He needs your testimony to inspire those ones that, that are, are downtrodden, that are, are in the depth of darkness, those ones that are lost, those ones that need to be found, those ones, your life needs to be an example to them. So he said, look, I spared you from that. I spared you so that you wouldn't have to go here, so that you wouldn't have to go through eternal death. I, I did that for you. So your life now should belong to me. Your life, your, 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 your very, your very being, your very existence 
It's because of him. That's why he said you're nothing. You're nothing. Because without him, where would you be? And where would you go without him? So we can't be dictating to God what we want to do. We can't be telling God, I don't want to do this, God. God saved your soul. He did it. He took upon everything that you would do, that you have done, and what you will do upon him. For us to be walking out here all crazy, thinking we controlling everything, and then we we deserve to live a certain way. Who, who, what, who told you that? Who told you that? Remember, you are nothing without God. I say, ain't nobody forced nobody in here. I don't think nobody forced nobody by gunpoint to come into this church. Did it? No. You came because you walked in. And if you walked in, then God's trying to do something. Because he ain't going to sit you here in front and bring out and put out his word, his worship. It's going to go forth. And it ain't coming back more. It ain't coming back void. That means what it needs to do as it goes out, it's going to accomplish what it set out to do. That means it's going to drop seed within you that is going to grow to help you mature so that you can stand in your rightful place where you belong in God. Ain't nothing that Satan can do for you. Ain't nothing he can do for you. There's any type of good. A lot of people get so misled with that. They get distracted with that. They think and they, they, they listen to what Satan got to say. And it's almost like they thinking the grass is greener on the other side. Until you die. Until you die. Until you have to stand before Christ at judgment seat. Until you realize the truth. Until you see what the enemy's plot against your life was. Until when you that's the that that's not a good time to find out. That is not a good time to find out. Because when you find out, it's done. You go, you want to say it and go with it. You want to be distracted with Satan and what he's got to say? Go with him. And live with him for eternity and pain and suffering. That's why I say ain't nothing you go through on, in this life is worth that. And giving up being with God for eternity. This is the reason why God said, look, I need for you to go. I need my, I need those ones that's hearing from me. I need y'all to help your brother because he's just a little downtrodden right now, but I need for y'all to go and restore him. He need a little bit of edification. He need to be lifted up. He needs some encouragement right now because I need for him to run the race to the end. 
can't let the enemy take him. I can't let the enemy have him on that path of destruction because I love him too much. And I need for you, I need for you to be my vessel. I'm going to whisper in your ear and I'm going to tell you what to tell them. Last week we had a man come in and sit back on that back row was going to commit suicide when he left here. And I thank God for the obedience of Chief Apostle to go back there and told that man and came against that suicidal demon and told that man and encouraged that man. That man was going to kill himself. That was a 911 emergency. That man wandered into this church, sat on that back row, ain't never seen that man before, ain't done know who he was. And he, a word came to him, came to apostle, he went back there and dealt with that man. Dealt with him where he was at because God knew where he was at. And that was a 911 right now word to have. He needed a vessel that was going to be willing to listen. You going to tell me? You going to tell me that, that God don't love? God love that man. He loves him. And he didn't want him to kill himself. That man said, I was going. He gave the testimony. I was going and I was sick on, I was saying my goodbye. He said, you reminded me of somebody that I was in prison with. He was real close to He said, you look like you sound so much like him. He said, it made me come in here. God made it, made that man, drew that man in here so he can get that word. Restoration, man, you see how important it is? Do you see how important it is? It's urgent for people sometimes. We cannot play with this thing. We cannot play with it. People's lives could be at stake. People's lives, they just need a little encouragement. We used to go down there to Skid Road. Them people would begin to flock around a lot of the time. You saw bringing the word, you know why? Because it's so rough. It's so hard on them down there. You guys, y'all look all nice and showered up and looking all, you know, your hairs, everybody's looking real nice. But those people on Skid Row don't got that. And they got to fight and scramble for what they get. Them people down there don't know if they're going to eat the next day. They don't know when the next meal is going to come. They don't have a place to go to. They don't have a, a bed to sleep in. They're sleeping on the sidewalk. And so, so them people, when they go through that, and Lord help the women, what they got to deal with out there on Scarecrow, y'all, to break your heart, because a lot of them told us. They, what they got to deal with. When that sun go down, the, deep, the devil is real busy. And what they got to deal with will break your heart. Let me tell you, they flock when they need hope. They draw to the word of God because they, they need somebody to just tell them, God got you. God loves you. 
God brought us down here for you to give you this, to show them that God still cares. See, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what another person is going through. You don't know. That's the reason why we gotta stand in the gap with our brethren. We gotta bear that burden. We gotta help them. We gotta let them know that God is still able, that God is still mighty. He can bring you through that. He can take you out of this situation. He can deliver you from this. He can heal you of this. I don't know, y'all. I, 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 I hope that you kind of understand and that sometimes people's in an urgent place. Just because you ain't in an urgent place don't mean I'm not a person. Person walk, walking past you on the street, you don't know what a person going through. If God tell you to do anything that's going to edify that person and give God glory, you better do it. Don't you figure it out if it's God in that. Don't you try to figure it out and analyze it and talk yourself out of doing it. If it's giving God glory, if something comes to your spirit that's going to give God glory and it's going to edify somebody, you better do it. That's a right now work for that person. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they look like. They could be mean. I don't know if they're going to see this. I don't know. Don't you worry about that. You got to release it. God needs to use his children. All right, number four. And then we're going to close up. Number four and five. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. All right. Let's go back up to the top again. But let every man prove his own work. Prove his own work. Okay? Prove his own work. Um, when we look, we got to understand that our work that we do is not in comparison to another person's work that they're doing. But like I say, we got to remember that our work should be according to what God has said. So if you look at another person in their weakness and say, oh my God, look at them, you know, because you're not dealing with that. But then you fell short last night when God told you to do over here. Who is you to sit up there and make yourself look like you better than them when you fell short from what God told you to do the night before? You get it? You get it? Alright, so that means we, we got to look toward the Lord and say, Lord, I, I, I got to fulfill, we, we, this, is, this is where my direction need to be, not in comparison to who around me. Because while another is boasting and bragging because they done live right for six months compared to somebody just got saved last week. Now you live right six months, but you still fall short when God looking at you. You ain't got no, you ain't got no place. 
Because this person over here don't got it together yet. You, you ain't got it together. You ain't got it together yet. You see what I'm saying? In the eyes of God. So we can keep our focus on what God is saying about how we are uh, 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 in comparison to what's going around. We just give out love, compassion, mercy, and grace. Pass that out, but when we look up, we say, God, now, how, how, how am I doing, God? What is it that you can trust me? I, I want you to be able to trust me. I want you to be able to trust me. So I want to make sure that I walk in obedience to you. And I know I'm falling short, but I know you're growing it. So when you turn around and look at your brother, man, and they're, they, they, they in a little disobedience, you in it too. <laughs> You see, <laughs> you in it too because you started growing. So now that cuts out all that boasting and bragging and comes self-righteousness. It cuts it out. And that's what we need. We need to make sure that we stay humble. For every man shall bear his own burden. You deal with that because that now is on you. I got, okay, Father, I was disobedient. That's now, that's my burden. I'm going to do better next time. I'm gonna do better next. I'm gonna do the best next time, Lord, if you can trust me. So I know I gotta deal with myself. I oh, I gotta carry this myself because my walk in you is is between me and you. It ain't got nothing to do with nobody around me. It don't matter what's going on around me. It's between me and you. See how the enemy is trying to try to sidetrack people. He sidetracked people by trying to get their minds distracted on things that are unimportant. He tries to take you out and let you fall because the enemy is very cunning. So once you learn more and of the knowledge and gain wisdom in God, you understand that the, 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 the tricks that the enemy do become more and more cunning. I know somebody that walk in that night. They ain't here, they ain't Virginia. But I know y'all be like, what she talking about? <laughs> she ain't talking about me, is it? No, it's in Virginia. I'm just saying, I'm putting this word out for everybody. I hope that you got something out of it, but Lord knows, hallelujah. I pray that this seed fall on good soil. I pray that that seed fall on good soil. That you would stay humble before the Lord and walk in obedience to God and what he needs for you to do. I thank them. I thank every single one of y'all for coming out. We're going to do a couple of more things before we close out. We're going to let Chief Apostle come up here and talk. Um, God is good, guys. God is good. And he knows what we need. Amen. That's all I got. Hallelujah. Amen. How many got some out of that? Come on, y'all. How many got some out of that? You better, let me tell you something. You better got some out of this because I mean, I was sitting there. God preserved you. Great things coming out of you. Because it's so much God with the business. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Can I just show you what God showed me? God said, I got to bless you to be a distribution center to your family. 
because they're struggling. But God said, you always look at, if I hear this, I can do more, I can do more, I want to do more, I can do more. But God said, he's going to give it to you. But he's going to look, oh God, hallelujah, he's looking for you to make that commitment to him so he can trust you. You committed, you need to be around that word. That word is going to continue to build you week in and week out, week in and week out, week in and week out. It's going to build you. Watch what I tell you. Because every time you come here, you get filled up. Every time. You come today because you need to be refilled again. And that word was for you. Yeah. And you're going to be strong enough to help them bury their cross. Because God has greatness in you. The devil done lied to you numerous of times. But that's why you couldn't be a product of your environment. Because God will use you. A strong-minded man. Mm. You watch. You watch. <laughs> you watch. Ministry. Don't be afraid to open your mouth. I know you say, God, I love you. And God is the head of your life. But God said, you will get more vocal. He's going to show you where the work is. You go out there and you get radical for the kingdom. And watch God. It ain't about who said you qualified to do nothing. God qualified you because he called you his son. Mm. Now you watch the people that you're going to impact. Watch them. Because you love God. God love you. God want to put a message in your mouth. It's not going to be religious. Hmm. Hallelujah. God said, I'm going to give it to you on sight. Hallelujah. And the dope boys, the drug addicts, the prostitutes, all them ones, oh yeah, they got to listen. Because God ain't going to send you in a religious setting. He's going to send you to the hedges and the highways. That's where the work at. He's going to send you. Because you love him that much. But this is a season that you're going to have to trust God. You're going to have to trust him with everything you got. God been dealing with you without reaching. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Has he been dealing with you with that? I don't know this. How I know this. But your father knew it. He said, you just got to step out in faith. Because you're not going to look like they look. It's a whole different sound. But watch the progress. Oh God, hallelujah. God said you're the Eminem's driver. You know what the Eminem's driver do? The Eminem's driver go get sick folk and bring them to the hospital. You know what you're gonna bring them? Right here. You're gonna, you're gonna go up there in the streets and they're gonna see the power of God moving through you. You're gonna say, come on to the church. I'm gonna show you where we go. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. If you want a good state and ain't nobody cooking no good state in your city, sometimes you got to travel to the next city to get that state that, oh God, that's pleased your appetite. I'm talking about, see, some people that's like, oh, I just want Burger King have it your way. No, uh -uh, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Uh-uh. I'm going where I'm going. Where that come from? Holy Ghost. That hit the spirit. Oh God, hallelujah. 
Because it's soldiers like this that God wants on the battlefield. Because we're going somewhere. Position your mind to fly out to Africa. Position your mind to fly out to, to El Salvador. Continue to say, oh, what, what, what? Condition yourself and your mind to fly out of the country. To do ministry for the kingdom. When I'm flying out there in all these different countries, I need strong-minded men standing with me. When they come and see Chief Apostle get off that plane, I got a, I got men with me. Men, not saying prophets is laying all that, that's good. But God wants some strong-minded men to say, okay, Chief, they got their crew, they got to get their crew to take care of Chief. Uh-uh, we need to bring our own. Who can God depend on? They said we're going to a whole nother country and we're building. It's already started. Y'all ain't here by chance. Michael, you ain't here. You got them all. Please don't let me tell you something. The enemy trying to confuse you. He's trying to confuse you to shut down this. You the pipeline. You the pipeline, brother. You can't get faded right now. You is the pipeline. You a monkey. Y'all get together. Can you know what God will do? Man, our chief don't have to go out there. Y'all bring them up in here. You qualified to do it? That's why God delivered you and he saved you. Because the enemy don't have no rights to you. The only rights he has to you is what you give him. No. It's finished. It's over. That's why you got to be here week in and week out to get that word to be built up. Every time you miss, you lose it. Your body was made to eat. You got to eat, but you got to eat the right stuff. <laughs> you know about that. If you eat the right stuff, you will see progress. You're going to gain muscle mass. You're gonna be, you're gonna look different. You're gonna stand your posture gonna be different because you feel better. I tell you what, go somewhere and eat some bad food or something called food poison. What that gonna happen to you? What what that gonna look like? You're gonna be confused in your mind. We talk about in the spirit now. Go somewhere that you're trying to eat spiritually and it don't agree with your system. You're gonna be messed up. You're gonna be confused. We're going to get it right today. I'm going to tell y'all something. The Bible said the kingdom suffer violence. And it said the violence take it by force. We're going back there to Skid Row. Back on our post. And we're going to continue to feed them people. We're going to continue to minister to them people and bring them out of the belly of the beast. We're going back there. And we want y'all with us. Front line. Let me tell you. This is all about battle. We're taking this cross. We're picking this cross up today. And we're going to help and we're going to support each other. That's what it's all about. The world is supporting their own. What is the kingdom doing? We got to support. 
If you have a vision, come on, let's see how this going to work. How would this benefit the kingdom of God? I'm ready to see God's kingdom move. And we're going to pray that we're going to get everything on the table with God. And we're going to start off fresh. So whatever you dealt with before you came to heal is over. We're going to pray and you come into agreement with me and everything, hallelujah, oh God, hallelujah, that you need God to do, God will do it. You're going to be changed. Watch God. I believe God just that much. And we're going to say this prayer and we repeat after me. Say, Father, I know that your son Jesus, he died on the cross for my sins. And I know he rose again on the third day with all resurrection of powers in his hands. Today, Father, I'm giving everything over to you. My body, my soul, and my mind. Do whatever you want to do, God. I want to be a utensil for you. I want you to do whatever you need to do, God. So I can give you glory. Father, without you, I cannot do it. And God, today, I denounce everything that I took part of, knowingly and unknowingly, that wasn't pleasing to you. I denounce the work of Satan and his kingdom. And Father God, the enemy now we written this powerless to you. And we've taken our rights back. And we've taken our life back. And Father, I need your Holy Spirit to help me. Because I can't do it without you. But I'm willing. And Father, today, receive me and give me my assignment. Because I want to serve you to the day I die. It is finished, Father. It is finished. It is finished. In Jesus' name. Father, your children, Father, God has rendered everything over to you, God. I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, to anoint them, to appoint them, God as gatekeepers for your kingdom. And Father God, every lie that the enemy told, hallelujah, them before they got here all week, God, is counsel right now. And Father God, show them your love, show them your truth and your compassion. And Father God, put in their hands the utensils that they're going to need to use, God, to do tremendous damage to the kingdom of darkness, Lord God. And God, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Father, to send down your doomless power to get this work done, God. These are warriors, God. These are ambassadors, God. Hallelujah, that you are using, God, to move your kingdom, God. Anoint them afresh, Lord God. So, Father God, when they go out in that world, God, they can dominate under your power and under your authority, God.
And I thank you right now, God, because you are the great gift giver. And you've given each and every one of them a gift. And the gifts come from you, God. And I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for their life. I thank you for their health and their strength. And Father God, you're going to do great exploits through them. And say to the Lord, repeat you. We put you under our feet. And Father, we apply the blood of Jesus over every soul that's in this building today. That God, they are covered with your anointing. They are covered by your power. And release them, God, as ambassadors for your kingdom. Wherever they go, God, they will dominate under your power. In the name of Jesus. It is so, God. It is finished, God. It is finished. In Jesus' holy name, Father, we pray, God. The amen. And amen. It is done. Somebody give God the great name praise. Hallelujah. It's done. It's finished. What you just did, you just made that decree to God. And God took legal rights over every one of your situations. Anything that you face, whatever you couldn't get done, when you came to here, try it again. It's going to get done. God will give you the momentum because you trusted in Him. It's under the blood now. It's under the blood. And watch God move tremendously in your life. Did you receive it? You receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm praising God. Hallelujah. See, that's what I'm talking about. That them brothers right there. This is my brother right here. This is my brother. I want him. Come here. Come 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 I want to push him in the spot. This is my brother. I love him, man. I love him. This this brother, Daryl. And we always, we always chopping it up. And, I ain't been able to chop it up with him for a minute. We cheat. He be so busy. I be busy. I be going one way. He be going our way. We don't get a chance to get up. We get a boom with bump fist. We going by there. Okay, he'll text me. Team, I'm dizzy. What's up, champion? Y'all got me champion. What's up, champion? I said, okay, yeah, I'm good, brother. You all right? So, it's something about this brother. I love him, man. When I first saw him, I was like, man, there's something about this guy. And when it's like that, y'all, you try to figure it out sometimes. What is it? Great minds think about it. This is a great man. And God has a purpose and have a plan for this. Like a critical thinker. It's a critical thinker. And me and him, we said a couple of times, we talk. But sometimes you just can't pour everything out. I just say, you know, come and see what I do. He's here today. So he don't have to guess me what I do anymore. So this is what I do week in and week out. I'm always there doing this. So. God has blessed them, man. I mean, I mean, with a mind, a brilliant mind. And I, I always think of the scripture God said, He said, I will keep you in perfect peace of mind and stay on you. Because the information that He can attain, but if He attained it for the kingdom, the enemy can't stop Him. Because God has equipped Him already with that knowledge. See, 
It is he that give you power to get, to get well, that he may establish. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. When God start moving, don't get scared. Because he's going to open up doors and do things that you never thought he could do. I'm a candidate. Everybody that's sitting in here right now is generals, forerunners. That's why you don't see the church running over with religious folk. We don't have time for that. We don't have the time to do religious. We got time to go out there and knock down the doors to the kingdom of darkness and get God's people free. I seen one, one, one lady that I know that's on Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn the mic over to him and let him say whatever he, God wants him to say. Now watch it. I seen one lady, one girl, young lady. We grew up in church together, right? We grew up in church, right? I'm out here in California. She's back in Richmond, Virginia. The one I was saying about the apostle came and gave her keys to two buildings, one in Maryland and one in Baltimore. Watch this. She was on live today. Now, she said God spoke to her because she always said, apostle, you're doing a great work out there. Continue to let God use you. Now watch it. But the whole time she went farther, she been picking up, and God said, "No, you get up out of there. You do this." She's in Maryland right now doing all this. She said she never did it before in her life. She always stuck in the building. She started speaking to the people that she had influence over. God said, "Get all of them buildings. Get all of take them people all of them buildings and go into the trenches." See, God said he don't need his people to sit in these four walls any longer. What's she doing? Walking the streets in Baltimore and Maryland. Walking the street, saving and getting the people saved to go into the church. She said, this is what it's all about now. But see, God had to bring her out of that religious setting. And said, no, this is what it work at. She ain't in her robes and stuff. You know what she wore? Jeans and t-shirts. All her people, jeans and t-shirts making an impact in the community, y'all. That's what I'm saying. In, the boat, in this building, we need to get out there. We need to fly to another country and see how people really live And she said, I see it now. God had to deal with me and convict me that I can't sit in them buildings no longer. And she got in front of us. And pastors, oh, you're doing such a good job overseer. That's a good job. She said, for all y'all, yeah, yeah. They hit me up on Facebook and said I'm doing a good job. You come out here and support me and send some monetary funds to help me do this work. She blasted it. She said, I don't have time for no phony friends. If you with me and you with the work of the kingdom, put it into the kingdom. If you ain't coming out here, send your offering, send your love offering so we can feed these people. Now they get me, y'all. We've been doing it for years. But they've been following she's now. You're doing a great job over there. You know why? Because we souls are being changed, lives are being changed. Again, this is my brother Daryl. I don't even whatever you want to say, brother. Whatever you want to say. I'm gonna keep it real short. <laughs> I just want to say, um, glory to God, first and foremost. Um, Maurice, definitely appreciate you for having me here. Um, I met him. Uh, he lives right across the way from me. And uh, he 
immediately opened it up and sharing the word of God. I ultimately always had a relationship with God, but not really um, scripture-based and just really understanding the word. And he's always kind of shared that with me. And one thing that I noticed about Maurice was that he was always in alignment. And he always like recognized when things were happening and why they were happening. So I remember I, I posed the question to you, like how can I just like really understand like when God is giving me like instruction and then take action on it. And um, he was basically just saying, just get more involved with the word, like really just start practicing. And honestly, like practicing whatever it is that we do in life is just gonna build skill, right? It's gonna sharpen like whatever we have internally. So if we practice in the word and we just constantly like involving ourselves in it, ultimately we're gonna sharpen that skill. We're gonna sharpen that skill of being able to hear God and God is trying to speak to us. And lately I've just been unwinding, like I'm starting to just notice things unfold and what I also realized is that it's been that way I just couldn't see it or I couldn't hear it because I wasn't involved in the word so you know today I, I just felt like I needed to be here you know he been telling me to come and like he said like sometimes it doesn't happen because it's not meant to happen yet it's for you to go through something so that way you can just gain like some perspective and understanding it and be able to share that with other people Jesus told a story, so every one of y'all got a story in here, so just keep adding to that story as levels to it, right? Deep levels, upper levels, but ultimately, like, the more you add to your story, it just builds to your character, and the story is about God. Like, that's all you should be focused on. So, that, that's all I got to say. I appreciate you. Yes, yes, yes. See? See, sometimes the only Bible that people are going to be able to read is your life. So you got to let your life shine. Somebody, oh, let my light shine. No, let your life shine. You know, and God is bringing strong-minded men calling you in the surface. And, and just ask God, man, to plug in. Because, see, Chief needs y'all. I do. I need y'all, man. I mean, I know you go in church and people just got thousands, thousands, hundreds of members and that. Okay, well, y'all just a number. No, y'all going to be used here. <laughs> Gifts is going to be used here. And we're going to show you how to walk this thing out. Amen. So God is getting the glory, man. I mean, we're going to do tithes and offering, you know, and show you where to sow. We're going to donate. I mean, give offering if you can. But we just blessing God, y'all. We continue to keep focus and we keep faith being faithful, you know, to the Word of God and, and allow God to, to be God. Continue to, to, to ask God to Give you somebody. Put somebody on your mind to bring with you. Bring somebody with you. Bring somebody. That's why I love these brothers, man. Mike had them drag the whole woman. 